0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Jordan and Kristen Pray For You. Before we begin, let me just say the enemy uh, is doing his level best to mess with us tonight in terms of technical difficulties and other things. And Kristen and I decided that we're just going to push right through because I think that when the enemy pushes the hardest, okay, that's when uh, God's really trying to do something. And and we know that, you know, with God on our side, uh, the gates of hell will not prevail against us. And mm-hmm. so... And that's a whole sermon by itself, because the whole thing about the gates of hell, remember, we always think of ourselves as being shot at by the enemy, right? But when God says the gates of hell, what, you know, the gates are defensive. So the enemy is really hiding behind his gates, and it's our responsibility to storm those gates and break through them. And so that's what we're going to do tonight. That's actually not the topic of my message, but I think it it just comes to theme for tonight. Right, Kristen?
1: That's right. It's good.
0: It's good. Good. All right. Good. Hey, here's what I do want to talk to you. We're going to get to the prayers in just a moment. And by the way, I'm going to tell you right now that Kristen has a head full of steam for a prayer tonight. And I wouldn't be surprised (laughs) if if just like she leaves a mushroom cloud over the middle of hell because I think she's really just going to tear some strongholds down. So you're going to want to stick around for that. I
1: like that faith.
0: Yeah. Well, I know you. So (laughs) before we get to that, though, I want to talk to you tonight about resistance training. And if you don't know what that is, it's actually a term that weightlifters use, okay? Resistance training means that in order to build up their strength and endurance, they have to push against something that's gonna resist them. That's why they use heavy weights, right? You don't see bodybuilders bench pressing five pound weights because that doesn't accomplish anything for them. It's not enough resistance. They lift heavy weights that provide resistance and when they get used to those, they lift heavier ones that provide even more resistance. That's how they build up their muscles. That's pretty obvious. Well, what may not be... As obvious is that we're expected to use resistance training in our spiritual life as well. And let me give you an example, okay? This past Sunday, Kristen and I celebrated the one year anniversary of she and I meeting on Facebook. And in order to celebrate, I went to her house. We went to a park together called Skylands Manor up in uh, upstate New Jersey. Beautiful, beautiful sun, uh, sunny day. And it was really like the first, I think, really beautiful spring day that we've had. And so we decided to go to the park and everybody else apparently had the same idea. So when we get there, we had to probably wait 20 minutes just to be even allowed in the parking lot because there were so many people there that you could they would only let one new car through for every car that left. But it wasn't the biggest deal in the world, who cares? I mean, I was sitting in the car with Kristen, we were air conditioned, we we're having a good time talking and you know, 20 minutes isn't the end of the world. But, you know, you can lose your your patience too and get into the flesh if you want. So we finally get into the park and it's enormous. I mean, yeah, the parking lots were full, but this place is so big that you could just go anywhere and be by yourself. And so Krista and I found a nice area of the park that we were alone. And before long, we found out, we we found that other people just kind of flocked to the same area. And the people who were there were unusually loud. And so we we said, all right, well, that's, that's fine. Well, no big deal. It's a big park. We got up and we left, went to another park. And the same thing happened. Like we were by ourselves and then before you know it, the place is just filled with other people who are being loud. And I don't just mean loud, I mean like you know, the kind of people where I'm not exaggerating, they're like a hundred yards away and you can hear their conversation just like at the same volume that you can hear me now. Right am I telling the truth, Kristen?
1: Yeah, I it, I loud even for me. <laughs>
0: All right, I mean, it was ridiculous. It was like wherever we would go, these people would follow us. And we try to cross the street and a car would like do a circle in front. It was just like a surreal experience. All right. Well, here's the thing. When that happens, you got two choices. Now, you guys know I've been praying a lot about meekness lately, a lot about, about patience for myself. And you have two choices. You can have a routine day where you just kind of get annoyed and you get into the flesh and you let it ruin your day. Or you can see it for what it is which is an opportunity that God has given you for resistance training to be confronted with that annoyance, to be confronted with that impatience and push back against it and build up your spiritual muscles. See, this ties into what I was talking about last night because there are no routine days because we're supposed to improve ourselves every day. Every day provides us with opportunity just like that for resistance training. Seriously, can you think of a day you've had where you weren't in the flesh even for a moment where you didn't have someone who annoyed you or you didn't have a situation that made you impatient or you didn't give in to doubt or fear or worry or anger or whatever it is you're trying to improve? We face those things every day, often multiple times per day. And that's how you improve it. You don't get more patient by God downloading a patience program into your brain and hitting the install button. You get more patient by God presenting you with things that would normally make you impatient and giving you the opportunity to exercise patience, to exercise the spirit, to crucify the flesh. You don't overcome anxiety. And believe me, I know a lot about facing anxiety. You don't overcome it by God snapping his fingers and then all of a sudden it's gone. That would be nice, but that's not how it works. Okay. God will present an anxious situation to you and help you get through it. It's not fun. But this is why Paul says in Romans, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And it's the Holy Spirit that delivers us through those things, okay? Nobody likes going through them, but those are the things that cause you to grow because those are the things that give you something to resist, right? And resistance is key. The Bible says, resist the enemy and he will flee. Resist the temptation to become impatient. Resist the temptation to become annoyed. Resist the temptation to be short with somebody. Resist the temptation to give into fear and doubt and depression and anger and laziness. Whatever it is. Remember, the enemy's number one weapon is temptation. And the only answer to temptation is resistance. So you have to resist the enemy. And when you do that, you'll find that not only will you frustrate the enemy's plans and live a much happier life, by the way, you'll also find that you'll become a much stronger person and more complete and more ready for God to promote you. And that's my message for tonight.
1: Very good. I felt like we were in a, like a, a spiritual workout class. Oh, because you're like, resist, resist. Like, I, I feel like I started, you know, as a dancer over here, I'm like, okay, yeah, let's you know, do the workouts. Well, <laughs> what, like you
0: were talking about this morning uh, when we were praying <laughs> together. You're like, oh, I I could be like the the Christian pastor Jack, uh, not Jacqueline, uh, Richard Simmons. <laughs> like we're like one of those Richard, Richard <laughs> Simmons tank top and shorts and stuff, and then have like my big throw hair and, and <laughs> no we can, we work no out to my sermons or something no,
1: like you do bible verses as you're doing i think we i i now everyone knows my idea but like it's right. a million dollar idea but um you know but seriously in in terms of athletics now as my gifting dance but there is a lot of <laughs> resistance training in that and you often extend yourself over um so that the next time you go to do a, a split or something it's it's you've overextended yourself so that you're, you're training that way. But I was actually thinking of, and you probably will know what this is, Jordan. Um, I don't know the technical term for it, the the athletic term, but the thing that the (laughs) football players do that crawl that they like. For to train, like they'll put a guy on their backs and, and crawl across the field. You know, is right, it like right. the death yeah. crawl or whatever.
0: I don't know what it's called, but I know what you're okay. talking
1: about. <laughs> I don't know the football players listening. That's uh, I know we have people from all different countries, but you know the idea is the same in different um different sports as well. But I love this uh, this scene in uh, Facing the Giants, which is a Christian film, and I just think it's so powerful and it's such a great spiritual lesson because the guy puts the other athlete on his back. So that's like. 150 pounds or whatever. And he doesn't think he can even go like this much. And they they blindfold him and they make him think that he's not going that far. And he, and the coach is like, come on, you can do it. And he's like, I don't have any more. I can't, I can't, I can't. And they push him past that point. And then when he takes the blindfold off, he realizes that he went he went the entire right. length of the field. Um, and I just see that as such a beautiful illustration of what God does for us. When we don't think we can do it, God comes in and and it's his spirit that backs us up. When we're just like, I'm giving up. This is it. I, I can't do anymore. God's like, no, no, no. You have more inside you. You don't know how much you have inside you. Sometimes you don't know that God has put so much inside you until you start um, to see, until he pushes you a little further and then the giant on the inside comes out.
0: So Yeah, and yeah, you know, the other the other part of that is I think the enemy also makes it seem like the weight is gonna be a lot heavier than it is. I told a while ago about that dream that Joel Osteen had where, or I should say his father, where his father had this dream of this giant cross in front of him that was made of like wrought iron and it looked like the heaviest thing. And he knew that it was his cross that he would have to carry, literally his cross right. to bear. And he thought, like, well, how am I supposed to carry this thing? This thing's enormous, it must weigh, you know, tons. And he went to pick it up and he said it was as light as a feather. Okay. Yeah. And so so the the lie, I mean, if you think about it, if you think about the things that really get us into the flesh during the day, it's not like a big deal, right? Like when we were at the park, those people being loud were it was definitely really annoying. But it was also just as easy to just kind of laugh about it and who cares, we we'll walk somewhere else. Who who cares? Or just even not even just laugh and just sit there and, and not let it bother us. But the enemy wants you to think oh, this is, you know, you're just always going to be annoyed by something like this. Or, you know, that's an easy one. You're always going to be afraid of something like this. Something like this is always going to cause you anxiety. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, 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 you know, you, you're always going to doubt whether God really cares about you. You're always going to have, um, this negative attitude, that sort of thing. I mean, whatever it is, it's not just annoyance and and impatience. That's just what what we're talking about, but there's any number of things. And you as a dancer, you know, maybe that's not like heavy lifting, because you don't want to look like, uh, you know, Tarzan woman over there. But you know, I also know that you do really intense workouts that really build your stamina up. It's not just a stretching and you get to that point where you think I, I can't push myself any further. Yeah. And then you do. And then you re- you look back a week later, and you think, man, that was easy compared to what I'm doing now, right?
1: Right, exactly, exactly. And I love what, I think it's so key when you said about temptation, and you talked about the temptation to worry, to have anxiety, to this and that—we are so often taught, or uh, maybe it's just my personal experience, where we think of temptation as it's hyper-focused. I think on lust, and yeah, look, that, yeah. that 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 is a big one. I get it. I get it. I know that's a that's a big challenge, especially with with everything thrown at at us in the media, um, all, all across the globe. I don't think it's uh, central to the United States. I think it's everywhere, but there are a lot of temptations and and anxiety. All those things are way just as important because anything that becomes an idol and takes you off track and becomes your, um, almost in a sense, a vice, you know? Um, So, or, uh, you know, we often don't think of those as temptations, but resisting that temptation is just as important. It's not like, Mm. oh, well, I just, you know, you should have just as much of a mindset. If you are like, no, I will not lust, well, you should have just as much of a mindset toward those other things, too. Right. So. No,
0: I will not. No, I will not worry. No, I will not give in to fear and doubt. No, I will yeah. not listen to the lies of the enemy, that kind of thing. That's
1: right. That's right. Be yeah. adamant. Yeah. Good. One. Yes. Yep. That's good. All awesome. Right. All right. Well, I guess I should start that mushroom oh. cloud prayer.
0: Yeah. No, go <laughs> just listen. The en- hey, the enemy's taking his shots today. So just go unload on him. All right. <laughs> Seriously.
1: Okay. Um, absolutely. Today, uh, the verse on my heart comes again from the Psalms. I guess I really do love the Psalms. Um, I just think there's there's so much. You know, it's funny about the Psalms. You think of David and you think of all the different places he was in his life and the human experience. And I guess as an artistic person, a poetic, creative kind of person, but I think everybody across the board, it's just such an honest, raw description of what we feel sometimes, you know, when sometimes we're like, oh yes, Lord, you're the greatest thing ever. And then other times we're like, where are you, God? So um, I just, I just love the Psalms anyway. So this uh, Psalm 147.3 says, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. And that is a promise. These words are a promise to you. Maybe you don't think that you have need of healing. Maybe you think this is for someone else But maybe if you dig deep enough, maybe you need the most healing. Maybe you've put layers upon layers of callousness so that you wouldn't get hurt. So I just want to tell you tonight that God is going to do something in the spirit right now, healing the brokenhearted and binding up wounds. He is the great physician the doctor for you. We talk a lot about physical healing and that is so super important and God does physical healing and he's going to, if you have a need, I pray and believe that God is going to heal your need. I am totally, Jordan is right, I'm totally fed up with the enemy trying mm-hmm. to steal, steal health, steal wellness, steal uh, mind, mind uh, sound mind from us, steal different things. But the thing I'm most, most disgusted with the enemy about Is him stealing our joy. Mm -hmm. He comes to rob, kill, and destroy, and we will not let the enemy steal our joy. We will not let the enemy steal our future. God has a future for you. God has a hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. That is a Bible verse that just came to me. It is in the Bible, and it is a promise. If God says it, it is true. Your hope will not be cut off. Your hope is sure in him. You know, sometimes you don't have the words to say. Sometimes you just got to come before Jesus and say, Lord, I've been carrying around this weight. I have this heaviness. I don't know what to do, God. So God, for every person tonight who feels like they don't know what to do. God, for every person who feels like, God, have you abandoned me? God, have you, you said, one thing and i feel like i've tried to follow your way and do exactly what you said and now i'm confused and i know confusion does not come from you it comes from the enemy so you bring clarity to situations and i don't know about this person this situation I've, i i i thought i was so sure and so clear and then this this comes up or that comes up and then i feel like god where are you what what i maybe you can't bring something to somebody. Maybe you don't have the words to say. Maybe you feel like it would totally destroy everything if you if you brought your concern or, or you just can't express your hurt or you, you don't know what to say, but you can bring it to the Lord. You don't need someone else to tell you. God can tell you. God can give you the answer. God can download it into your heart. God can show you what needs to be said. God can... God can release you from the pain you feel. God can release you from the confusion. God can release you. You are not bound up. Remember Paul? Remember him in the prison? Remember how the earth began to shake and the shackles came off? And he was praising God and and. Everyone in the prison was praising God and the doors just flew open. How cool is that? And the prison warden and everybody's just like praising God and, and going out of the prison. Well, you know what? There's a, just a, much of an amazing miracle. I, I'm going to say an even more amazing miracle that I believe is taking place right now in your heart, in your life, and your family. And that is the emotional prison that mm-hmm. you may have been in, a mindset a feeling about yourself, the way you feel about yourself, the way you feel what you, quote unquote, deserve. We don't deserve anything. God is the ultimate provider. God is the one who gives us everything we need. You will not be abandoned. You will not be duped. You will not be, you will not, your future will not be cut off. May you be just, may those shackles come off. And I just pray across this world right now, God, as we pray, Praise you as we praise you that the enemy, I know he is just shaking in his boots and just all of his lying demons are just are just so upset and just can't stand this because we're praising you, God, and we're praying through and we're breaking through mm-hmm. and prisons right now, mental prisons are breaking in Jesus' name. Mental, emotional prisons. I feel like I have a word for someone right now. I'm sorry, I'm getting a little emotional, but I just feel the spirit of the Lord, okay? Somebody right now feels like someone has told you that you have a mental illness. Okay. I don't know who this is for. They've told you that you have a mental illness and that you're you have this thing, and you it makes you feel very obviously insecure about yourself. But I'm here to tell you you that's a lie from the enemy. You are healed, you are chosen, you are free. In Jesus' name, you don't keep need don't carry around that shame. Don't carry around that burden. You have no mental illness. In Jesus' name, you are set free. In Jesus' name, someone else listening has been told that they are not intelligent enough, has been told that they have maybe a learning issue or something of the sort. I'm here to tell you that God approves you and that you are intelligent It doesn't matter what some test says. It doesn't matter what people say. It doesn't matter. God has chosen you and your unique DNA DNA, and he is your mind. Someone else has been told that they're not good looking enough or they're not enough in any category, whatever that category is for you. Someone else is told that they will never, you will never. Those are the lies of the enemy. You will never, you will never have a child. You will never do this. You will never get married. You will never do this. Whatever it is, you will never have a job. You will never measure up. You will never, you will never be as good as your father or your mother. You will never, you will never, you will never, you will never have the financial security you need. In Jesus' name, I I take the key of prayer and I unlock all those prison mindsets in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, that is a lie of the enemy. And I call the enemy's bluff. I call the enemy bluff on all these people, Lord, listening, God. And I pray that you just descend your power and that you just free their mindsets, God. That that you are using me to speak to them right now and tell them that there's not something wrong with you. The enemy wants you to think there's something wrong with you. There is nothing wrong with you. In fact, you are a beautiful chosen child of God. You are beautifully clothed in his white garments. And he's asking you to come and just just dwell in his embrace and realize his future for you. It's a beautiful future. Your hope will not be cut off. And that never is not true. You will have that baby. You will get married. You will have that job. You will not just measure up, but you will go farther than you ever imagined because God is enough. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: And that, my friends, is what a prayer warrior looks like. the Bible isn't calling us to be prayer victims. And I think too many times we don't pray with boldness. We don't pray even against the enemy. We think, God, the enemy's being mean to us. And it's almost like, you know, we're being picked on or something. And we forget that we have the victory. And the best thing that you can do when the enemy hits you is just take a shovel and smash his face in, that -hmm. you have to punish him, okay? He has to know... That if he's going to touch you, he's going to get punished. That not only are you going to frustrate his plans, okay? That he's just going to take a beating. And yeah. I thank you for just giving him a beating right there. And we got a whole bunch of other people we're going to pray for right now. Amen. We Amen. got some serious, serious people. I mean, they're all serious, but we got some really think the spirits of death we're dealing with tonight. Yeah. So let's get right to it. All right, guys, here we go. So please, uh, we ask you to join us in prayer for these people. These are people who wrote in prayer requests to us ahead of time. And then when we're done with that, we're going to get to the uh, people who are writing in uh, in the comments section below. So someone named Love G says, please pray for my mother who was just diagnosed with breast cancer. Her name is Eliza Busania. May she be healed and recover soon so she can continue to worship and serve God forever. Okay. When I read that, the verse that came to my mind was Isaiah 38, 18. And I bet Kristen knows what this is. It's basically this scene where the prophet Isaiah is told by God, he says, go tell Hezekiah to get his affairs in order because mm-hmm. he's going to die. And Hezekiah says, but God, can the grave give you praise? Mm-hmm. And God says, because you will praise me, I'll give you another 15 years. And look yeah. at this: what this person says, may, may she heal and recover soon so she can continue to worship and serve God forever. That's so great. that's basically the same prayer that Hezekiah prayed. Yes. Father God, the grave cannot give you praise. The grave cannot serve you. In fact, God, Jesus Christ overcame the grave. And so yes. I pray that just as you gave Hezekiah many extra years, that you give those same Hezekiah years and more to Eliza because she will praise you. She will worship you and she will serve yes. you. We've totally speak to that cancer and we call it, we tell it has no authority over her. We tell it to get out of her body and be totally destroyed and for her, her to be totally healed. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Uh, someone named Thelma wrote to us, Kristen, in Spanish. And it seems like she's praying to be able to buy food. Like she doesn't have food. Um, it's, it was hard to translate that. But just pray for her generally. I think it has to do with her having a shortage of food.
1: Lord you care for the sparrow, God, you you feed the sparrow. Your eye is on the sparrow. How much more is your eye on Telma and all of us, God? How much more do you care for not only our basic needs, but over and above? And I pray that Telma would have her basic needs met, but not just her basics. And you would go over and above and provide in every way and give her open doors and open doors for her family, Lord, so that she can provide for them. And you would be her ultimate provider. Create a way where there is no way, God. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: All right. Jomaniah says, keep me in your prayers for financial blessings for my family, for God to drive my life, and for God's will to be done as we experience lockdown for two months now with no work and no pay. Well, the good news is it seems like at least in a lot of places like the United States and parts of Europe, the lockdown is at least easing somewhat, I mean, slowly, but I know people are still suffering. So Gemini, in Jesus' name, we pray that God will carry you through this. We just pray that he puts you and your whole family in his hands and he carries you from one side of this gulf to the other. We pray that that you yield to God, let him drive your life as you say, and that God's will will always be done. In your life, and that he frustrates the enemy's plans, that he goes ahead of you, and his joy will be your strength. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, Kristen, we have a couple here that have to do with deaths. And I'm going to do you want them one at a time, or do you want to do both? I, I think maybe one at a time. Yeah. All right. So let's do it this way. I'll give you, you can do both of them, but I'll give you one at a time. So, Mary Ann says, please pray for my daughter that she can marry again. Her husband died in an accident only 16 days after getting married.
1: Hmm. Okay, Lord, I don't know. You know, there's sometimes that we just don't understand Your ways, God. And um, I'm not going to try to make sense of this, but I know that there must be some multiple. As I said about You binding up the wounds of the of the brokenhearted, Lord, for Marianne and her daughter. There's so many different levels to this, God. God, You want. I, I assume that her daughter is it doesn't really matter how old her daughter is but i was just gonna say um you you don't want her daughter to be alone lord and she has this desire to remarry god lord we just pray that you would find purpose in this and continue to help them heal from the grieving process i know they say that it's five years is like just the beginning of learning how to how to grieve and um so I just pray God that you would um, you help not bitterness to not creep in and um, that you make a way again where there is no way, that you bring someone into her life, God, who can give her beauty for her ashes, Lord, give her beauty for her ashes, God, and for her mom as well, and just create somehow, this beautiful story out of what the enemy tried to get victory in. God, put your victory. Lord, we know that you have a plan, God, and sometimes it's just hard to see, and it's just hard to, from a human perspective, to understand. But God, I just pray that there you there would be a closeness and a, and a comfort that you would bring her and her daughter like never before, because that person, this new person, this new mate is not going to replace. Um, you know, she'll always have that space in her, her heart for her her first husband. But God, bring her someone who can have a special anointing to help her along that path. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. And Kristen, I think your camera moved just a little bit because okay. you're, you're if you, just your right shoulders out of the picture. So if you could okay. just center it. Just there you go. Perfect. Thanks, dear. All right. And then, so that was Marianne. And then, Kristen, I'm going to give you Juanita also, who just says, I have seven deaths in my family. They were very close and very close together, these seven deaths occur. And she says, I am numb. mm
1: well, Juanita, I, I have not had seven deaths in my family at once, um, but I do understand that feeling of feeling numb, of, of being at a point in life um, wh- where you just, it's almost like you just, you can't cry anymore. You just, you don't have the tears. You don't have the strength. So I, I do understand what you're feeling. Um, but more importantly than me understanding, God knows what you're feeling and He is afflicted and He is... In, in feeling your pain greater than you are, and He's wanting to comfort you. I I don't even have Juanita. I I don't have the words for you, um, in, in terms of encouragement because I I know that only God. This is a situation where, again, you can't just say, "Oh, it'll be okay" or whatever. Um, God's gonna have to give you the supernatural, the comfort that He's giving you, and the peace and. It's something you can't put your fingers on. It's not tangible. It's, it's, but I pray that it would be tangible to you. The comfort of the Lord is so supernatural. And he's going to give you a supernatural dose and anointing of that comfort. And so, God, I just pray that you pour out that comfort on Juanita right now. Because that is the only thing, God, that is going to be her comfort. Be her comfort, Lord. Just just comfort her. Give her that blanket of comfort and peace that she is a hope and a future in you. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. All right, here's another one. I'll take this one. Uh, Joseph says, please pray for me. My life has been going down the drain. My kids and my girlfriend and her family are all against me. I don't know what to say, think, or do anymore. My thoughts are always negative. It's like I'm slowly dying inside. Well, my friend, first of all, let me say this. You know, on this show, Kristen and I don't give advice, we're just here to give prayer. And so I don't know, you know, what really is happening between you and, and the kids and your girlfriend and her family and why they're all against you or why you perceive that anyway. Um, and I'm not here to pass judgment on that. I'm here to tell you this, that God wants to give you a spirit of life, not a spirit of dying inside. Okay. Jesus died so we could live, we so we could have life and have it abundantly. Okay. So God, I don't know. I'm going to stand right now in the gap for Joseph with Kristen here. Yes. God, we stand against the enemy's plans. We don't know what's going on, but God, we know you know the solution. We pray that you come into his life right now in full force. You replace the spirit of depression. Joseph, we pray that you resist it. You have to resist that door, but God, help him hold that door closed while you come and just fill his whole life with a peace that passes understanding, even though he's going through these things, God. Give him peace while he goes through them and give him restoration. Give him healing. Give it just between him and his kids, between these other people in Jesus name. Your word says, blessed are the peacemakers. God, I'm asking you to be a peacemaker now for this whole situation that you give him peace. You give him, you give everybody understanding, open lines of communication and total healing in Jesus name. Amen. You know, we pray for a lot of healing of, uh, medical diseases, but sometimes these emotional ones are, are just as real and require just as much prayer. Yes. All right, Kristen, here's one. Um, Dave says, please pray for my son, Jay, just last, just gave us a letter J. He's afflicted by depression and something's wrong with his breathing, but we stand on God's promises for by his stripes, we are healed. Thank you to God, be the glory and God bless.
1: Uh, like Jordan just said, I, I don't want to give advice without, you know, out of, out of context or anything, but I just have a spiritual discernment that that, that breathing has to do with the depression. It's a more of an emotional issue than anything else. So, in Jesus' name, we pray against any depression, any anxiety. I mean, sometimes they, these things can be intertangled. Um, so, it's like this. Depression is causing the anxiety, which is causing the depression. And it's just like, so I just pray whatever the root um, of that depression, anxiety thing would be released in Jesus' name, that that it would be cut and, and that Jay would just learn to praise and l- learn to praise his way and that God's breath would be in his lungs and that he would just see the Lord and have clarity and the scales will be taken from his eyes and we would see the, the Lord's p- power and purpose and, and feel his, his esteem and get his approval from Jesus and, and know who he is as a, as a precious child of God in Jesus name. Amen.
0: Amen. Someone named Asubu, whose name also might be rejoice, says, am rejoice from Benin, which I guess is the location. My prayer request is for divine upliftment, intervention, breakthrough, marital settlement, financial breakthrough, and for my business to improve and be the way God wants it to be. When you know, we get a lot of these prayer requests for marital settlement, and I, I wonder if they, they're talking about a divorce settlement or if they just mean like their, marri- their marriage to be set- settled. Yeah. <laughs> because you know, I think of divorces, but that's we, we get these so often, you know. So we'll just <laughs> pray for victory. Here we go. Yes. But this is but this is all altogether a good prayer here. divine upliftment, intervention, breakthrough, marriage, financial breakthrough. Okay. Father God, for this person whose name is Rejoice, which is a great name, we rejoice God that you have the victory in all these things, that you want to give us the good things in life, starting with the Holy Spirit. You want to give this person divine upliftment. You want to intervene on their behalf in all things to go ahead of them for your for your joy to be their strength. You want to help this person breakthrough. You want to help the marital situation and not just help it, but bring it to completion, bring it to success, bring it to victory, and also this financial situation for their business to improve. God, I pray for their business, that this person, even in the middle of, it, of an economic crisis, that, that we call in business for this person from the north, the south, the east, and the west. And I'm even going to call it in for my business and Christians as well, that there's no reason that we don't we don't participate in the world's economy. We participate in God's economy, and though we both you Know, talk to each other about the certain challenges that the shutdown causes and everything like that. God is bigger than those challenges, and so I'm not going to worry. And I'm going to, in fact, I'm going to crucify this worry and lay it at God's feet for yours, you as well as Zubo. And we thank God, we rejoice at the victory in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, someone named Viboom. Kristen says, pray for my cousins and sister's kids. They are all jobless. And their names are Dina, Dite, Kokis, oh boy, Pona, Batas, Odette, and for me, named Esther, to have good health. So Esther would like her cousins, which I guess is her sister's kids, to have jobs and to have good health.
1: It sounded like the name game there. I was like trying to (laughs) memorize the names, but... Jesus knows the names. Jesus knows (laughs) Um, the names. And so for Esther's cousins, kids, we just pray for every single one of them, God, that you would just um, totally break any spirit of like financial lack or anything um, that the enemy has tried to, you know, create a foothold in, in Jesus' name, um, because, you know, joblessness is often tied with feeling of lack of purpose and, um, you know, can be can be a reflection of other things and can be, um, you know, a lot of different other things, God. So it's not just, just what it appears on the surface. So God, I pray you dig bel- beneath the surface for these issues and bring each of them the purpose, the correct job where they can serve you with all their hearts, souls, minds, and strength and be able to provide for their families. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: All right, one more from the right in crowd. And then we'll get to the people who are sending us prayer requests live. Paulus says, "Pray for my spiritual life, my brothers and sisters, so I can pray for others, too." See, I love these prayer requests where it's they they give the prayer request so they can help others. That's just like, You are never closer to God than when you're helping somebody else, which is why Kristen and I do this show. So praise God for you, Paulus. And I point out that he says, my brothers and sisters, plural, meaning he's asking everybody listening to pray for him also. So please join us in praying for Paulus, that God, you will just place his spiritual life on a rocket ship straight up, that you make him a great light in his community and in others, that you create just a great work in him, one that will withstand the test of time you know, Kristen, you point you pointed out, I think yesterday, about Ravi Zacharias dying, and he was a great um, apologist for for the Christian faith. And I pray that Paulus, you become a great apologist for the Christian faith. And I pray that God replaces Ravi because the enemy loves that Ravi died. But I I pray that God, you replace Ravi with thousands of Robbie mm. Zacharias. That's right. It's people like Paulus, with people like Kristen, with people like me, with people like those people who are listening tonight. You know, so many people, Kristen, come to us because they're suffering and they see themselves as victims. And my prayer for all of these people tonight is they should see themselves as victors, yes, as overcomers who are going through something right now so that they can help others, just like Paulus wants to pray for others, that yes. you guys are all the great, you are the great spiritual. We don't have to look for you know, all the time, who's the next great spiritual leader who's going to come up? Mm. You guys are the next great spiritual leader. Right. Be the next great leader. That should be a whole sermon. I should lead off with that one these days. That's great. Yep. So my prayer for you, Paulus, is, is that you just receive the, the holy fire of the Holy Spirit, that you're overcome with it, that you receive the gift of tongues, that you receive mm-hmm. all kinds of good spiritual gifts of, of even, you know, prophecy and healing, all those things, and that you just use them for God's uh, greater kingdom and you bring multitudes of people to the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, Kristen. Sonia Codrington writes in tonight, and she says, uh, good night, pray for me. I feel a lot of pain.
1: Mm. Sonia, I pray right now that the physical pain, I I assume it's physical pain, would just leave your body in Jesus' name. I say say to the enemy and, and his minions, hands off Sonia's body in Jesus' name. Peace of God peace of passes understanding and that to mirror your also to your uh, mental emotional state as well that the your entire body would feel not pain but just the joy of the lord would overcome you and overwhelm you and his grace would be sufficient for you as it is in jesus name amen
0: amen surav matu says please pray for me my mom ma- or sorry Please pray for my mom, whose name is Hamid, who has back pain. Please pray. Father God, I pray for this person's back pain. I rebuke it. I don't pray for it. I don't know why I say that. I pray against this person's back pain. I order this person's back to be healed so she can stand upright. She has no difficulty walking and stretching, touching her toes and doing things she hasn't done in 20 years, and so that she can be a great gift to everybody around her and, and including her son, Serev, you know, it's, it's bad enough to be in pain. It's worse sometimes to see a loved one in pain. And so we pray God for total, complete healing. We thank you for this act of faith in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Fernando Fernandez says, hello, beautiful couple. God bless you both. Thank you. Fernandez. Fernando. Kristen, here's, here's when we get a lot. Nasir. Kokhtar says, Hi, Pastor. My name is Nasir. I'm from Pakistan. Please pray for me every night. I don't sleep. I don't know why I can't sleep. Uh, pray for me that God gives me a good sleep every night.
1: Mm, yes. Sleep is a gift from God. And the Bible promises that our rest and our sleep will actually be sweet. And um, so I just pray that whatever is troubling you, you may not even know that God would bring that to the surface so that I pray against any worry or anything that is troubling your spirit. And I just pray, like we always say, you know, before you go to bed at night, I, I told you how much I love the Psalms. Read the Psalms. When I was going through a season where I felt like I, I was having trouble in that area, I would read the t- Psalms before bed. And, you know, the enemy hates when you pray. So if you're praying, Mm-hmm. As you' if you can't get to sleep and you just start praying, you will find you will get to sleep faster than anything because, <laughs> because the enemy's like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do now? Because your mind is taking off worry and anxiety and everything. And you accomplish so much. If you are praying, God will restore your sleep if you're meant to stay up and pray for somebody. So I just I just say to you, like, start praying, man. Have, have a prayer service while yeah. you're laying there. So in Jesus' name, I do pray for rest for your soul so that you ha- can have a that night's sleep in jesus name amen
0: you know the funny thing is there's so many people who will try to read the bible in bed and when they try to read the bible they fall asleep in like two minutes right but then but then we can stay up for hours on end watching the stupidest things on television like the enemy the enemy has no problem letting you stay up as long as you're filling your mind with nonsense but the moment you try to you, you start to read the Bible, all of a sudden it's, oh, no, you're too tired to do that. So you're right. Yeah. You know, if the enemy's afflicting you with that, then use it against them. And I might observe, Nasir, that if you're looking for people to pray for, including yourself and your loved ones, you might also just uh, download our podcast on iTunes or Spotify or wherever and join us in prayer for all those people because we pray every night and there's plenty of people to pray for. All right? That's right. Good work. Okay. Swarsadi Mangal. I think I've seen this person before. Please pray for my autistic granddaughter. She is 20 and sometimes behaves aggressively towards her stepmother. Her biological mother died when she was five. Thank you. Another one who's lost a loved one. You know, it's interesting saying aggressive because I was watching an interview that Larry King was doing last night. He was doing the interview and he was saying, you know, he lost his father when he was nine and more than anything else, rather than being sad. He was angry at his father for leaving him. Mm. And I see this person here, his mother died when she was five and now she's acting angry towards her stepmother. And I can't help but wonder if those two things are related. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: I don't want to get too much into the analysis because you get paralysis by analysis. But Father God, in Jesus name, first of all, this business about her being autistic. God, I pray against this anger situation. I pray that you heal her heart. Mm. So many times you put a label on someone like autistic and we just expect worse behavior. And we think that's the problem. That's right. I, think, I think the problem is she's got a broken heart. God, we pray that you heal her that you give her forgiveness for her mother leaving her, that you just become a, a, a mother to her as well. Mm-hmm. But God, I just pray that you just, you totally fill in any, any holes she has. I pray against his autism. I pray that you get to the, that she gets to the point where Whoever diagnosed her with that says, I can't believe this is the same person because there's That's nothing right. wrong with her. I, I hate how people treat these things like they're death sentences. So, yeah. so I pray total normalcy for this person in mm. Jesus name. Amen.
1: Amen. That's right.
0: All right. A few more here. Eileen Kumar says, uh, please pray for my spiritual growth and my family members.
1: Amen, Eileen. We pray for you. Great to see you again tonight. Um, for your spiritual growth in every way, I feel like God has, I know, I don't just feel like, I know that God has many, many new levels to take you in. He's just, what's amazing about God is that there's just, there's never an end. You'll never get bored and and there's never an end to the depths of that He wants to take you and His love and, and breaking through barriers. So I pray that you would just Any distractions, the enemy to that, that you would just shut them off and be able to focus on the Lord and hear his voice so crystal clear, because I know he has a lot, a lot to say to you. And he just desires you to just spend time at his feet. And I pray for your entire family and just to have that same spiritual growth. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Here's a praise report, Kristen. Oh, yay. Uh, Last night we prayed, you'll recall, for Veronica Cabrera and her daughters and I think she has granddaughters, oh, too, to get jobs. Yes. So Veronica writes, thanks for praying for us. One of my daughters received a call for a job, I guess, between yesterday and today. Please never stop praying for us. So, God, first of all, we want to send you, give you all the praise, Woo. not just for Veronica, but for all the people we're yes. praying for tonight. Yes. Because The Lord inhabits the praises of his people. Amen. Okay? And we thank you for getting Veronica's daughter a job. And we, we just are thankful that they are all going to get jobs and yes. good jobs. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. That's awesome. In
0: fact, songs were on the topic, Diane Fung. I don't mean to cut you off, Kristen, but Diane Fung is also praying for yeah. her husband to get work. Now she's one of our regulars. So, Father God, just like you brought a job to Veronica's daughter yesterday, mm-hmm. and you brought, you know, a new home to the, the homeless lady who is praying for one. God, we pray for Diane Fung's husband to get work and for you just to just to fill in this financial need they have in the, in the meantime. And not just that, I want them to get so much work and, and and to be so financially blessed that other people who are hard up for money are blessed by them in Jesus' name.
1: Amen.
0: All right, Kristen. Uh, Cheryl Mendoza writes to us again, and she adds something at the end. Now you've, you've, You're you familiar with this person. We're yes. going to pray for her because she keeps praying, but I want to read the whole thing to you because I like what she says at the end. She says, uh, help me to pray for healing for myself and my son, James Kirk, Tim Kang, and Dave, Tim Kang. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah! God bless you, brother and sister. Thanks so much. Lord, Father, heal us and forgive us our sins. And forgive Ooh. us our sins.
1: Yes. Yes, Lord. We honor Cheryl's faith, God. And I love how she just keeps pressing through. It's the heart of a mother who cares so so deeply about, about her, her kids and their well-being. And I think about, Lord, if we, and, and I'm not a parent yet, but I, I've seen that. I've seen that love. And um, if if parents like Cheryl care that much for their sons, how much more do you care right. for Cheryl and her sons? How right. much more? Um, so God, we we thank you for that. We know you care. And we know that, that healing is coming. I thank you, Lord, that Cheryl is praising you in the hallway, waiting for that door to open. God, we just pray, Lord, Lord, come on, come on, open that door for them. Lord, open that door and give healing, Lord. We honor you, Lord, and we give you praise. And we know that the healing is is going to be received. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Good work. All right, one more of the live ones, then we'll just finish up with a uh, couple of the smaller written-in ones, but which are still important. Dave Archuleta says, please pray for Naomi, my dear friend, for her health. Thank you. Well, Dave, thank you for standing in for... Um, for your friend, Naomi, I love when people ask us to pray for other people. It reminds me of when the Roman centurion asked God to pray for his, asked Jesus, I should say, more ac- well, the, the member of the Godhead known as Jesus, to pray for his servant. And he said, I'm a man under authority. And I know if you just will say the word, my mm. servant will be healed. So Father God, just we speak the word now. We have the authority to speak the word. God told us to do this. Jesus told us to do this. Go forth. He said, heal the sick, raise the dead you know, loose those in chains. So Father God, we speak the word in faith that Dave Archuleta's friend, Naomi will be totally healed, totally restored to health in Jesus name. Amen. Someone named Anash, by the way, Anash Ad Hikari said, God bless you missionaries. God bless you missionaries. Well, thank thank you. you. And I just want, you know, that you're a missionary too. And everybody watching this is a missionary because all you have to do is hit the share button. And it's very easy to be a missionary these days. You don't have to go to a foreign country. You can just If you're online, you just hit share. You can even share, by the way, while we're doing this. So the the live video will show up on your page and it'll be distributed more. All right. A couple other things. Uh, Someone named uh, Kristen, oh man, Yasura Tam says, praise God, pray for my family from India. And Kusuma simply says, pray for me. So do you want to close out with those two?
1: Sure, I always seem to get those, those hard names. Your Suritan and Kusuma. Kusuma, uh, Lord, we pray for them. We pray for them, God. We pray that your truth in your life, God. You just have such beautiful. I just see that they have the beauty of the Lord on them, and their and the purpose. Their purpose is beautiful in the Lord, and their for their entire families and the legacy. They have such a beautiful legacy, God. So you would just just part the Red Sea, open doors, and help them to walk through the right doors. Make it clear, God, for your Suratan and kusuma. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Good one. You didn't even write those down. No, no, no. (laughs) I'm impressed. All right. Hey, guys, listen, that's going to do it for us tonight. We hope this has been a blessing to you. We hope you've joined us in praying for these people. And listen, I'm not kidding. We're not just praying for you so that you, you live a slightly more comfortable life as a victim. The the goal here is to raise up an army of prayer warriors to pray for other people. You know, Kristen and I don't have formal training. Neither of us went to, you know, get a, a PhD in theology. Okay. We grew up in churches together and, you know, we study the word and and now we're, you know, trying, you know, we are fed by others, now we're trying to feed you, but not just so that you will eat it so that you will feed it to others as well. That's the goal here is to keep passing it along. So please, you know, like and share our page, like and share our videos. Yes, Kristen.
1: <laughs> Why did I raise my hand? Like I'm I like don't kidding. know. Yes,
0: in the in the front. Go ahead, Kristen, in the front.
1: Uh, call of salvation.
0: Oh, I was going to just, son of a gun. Yeah, I was going to do that. We should definitely do the call to <laughs> salvation. Go ahead, Kristen, please do that. Thank you. What the heck is wrong
1: with me? <laughs> I raised my hand.
0: Well, I'm glad you did.
1: I'm just dancing over here, jazz <laughs> hands. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Uh, I pray for each person listening tonight. If you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, this is your opportunity. Just follow after me. Dear Jesus, I admit that I have sinned. I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. I make you my Lord and Savior, and I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, let us know. Send us a message or comment on the video. Okay, I'm good.
0: <laughs> okay, and Nasir father just writes to us. Uh, he was the guy who was in Dubai before trying to get back to Pakistan uh-huh, yeah. for two months. So Nasir, we certainly have prayed for you. We pray that God reunites you with your family back in Pakistan. But remember what I said, while you're in Dubai, don't just fold your arms and complain you're in Dubai. You know, do great works for God over there. You know, really cause the enemy a lot of distraction and, and really upset him over there. And then you go back to Pakistan and you bring it with you. Okay, Hey guys, again, take two. It's going to do it for us tonight. Please like and share the videos. As always, easy way to fulfill your missionary requirements. Chris and I will do all the work. You just have to like and share the videos. But seriously, you guys are all leaders. You're not just followers, okay? That's the point is you all have leadership in you. So exercise leadership, exercise boldness, pray for other people, be leaders in your communities and go from being the person being prayed for and we'll always pray for you, but pray for others. That's the idea. All right, guys, we'll see you again tomorrow night, 730. Thanks for joining us. And in the meantime, as always, be blessed and be a blessing.
1: Bye, everybody.
0: Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow Jordan and Kristen Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. And remember to tune in next week and every week on Tuesdays at 845 on WMCA The Mission, AM 570 and FM 102.3. See